Hello, Sam, she said brightly, smiling at the man behind the counter. Why, good evening, Mrs. Melanie, how are you? I want some potatoes, please, Sam. Yes, and I think a can of peas. The man turned and reached up behind him on the shelf for the peas. Patrick's decided he's tired and doesn't want to eat out tonight. She told him, we usually go out Thursdays, you know, and now he's caught me without any vegetables in the house. Then how about meat, Mrs. Melanie? No, I've got meat. Thanks. I've got a nice leg of lamb from the freezer. Oh, I don't much like cooking it frozen, Sam, but I'm taking a chance on it this time. Do you think it'll be all right? Personally, the grocer said, I don't believe it makes any difference. You want these Idaho potatoes? Oh, yes, that'll be fine. Two of those. Anything else? The grocer cocked his head on one side, looking at her pleasantly. How about afterwards? What are you going to give him for afterwards? Well, what would you suggest, Sam? The man glanced around his shop. How about a nice big slice of cheesecake? I know he likes that. Perfect, she said. He loves it. And when it was all wrapped and she had paid, she put on a brighter smile and said, Thank you, Sam. Good night. Good night, Mrs. Melanie, and thank you. And now she told herself as she hurried back. All she was doing now, she was returning home to her husband and was waiting for a supper. And she must cook it good and make it as tasty as possible because the poor man was tired. And if when she entered the house, she happened to find anything unusual or tragic or terrible, then naturally it would be a shock and she become frantic with grief and horror. Mind you, she wasn't expecting to find anything. She was just going home with the vegetables. Mrs. Patrick Melanie going home with the vegetables on Thursday evening to cook supper for her husband. That's the way, she told herself. Do everything right and natural. Keep things absolutely natural and there'll be no need for any acting at all. Therefore, when she entered the kitchen by the back door, she was humming a little tune to herself and smiling. Patrick, she called. How are you, darling? She put the parcel down on the table and went through into the living room. And when she saw him lying there on the floor with his decks doubled up and one arm twisted back underneath his body, it really was rather a shock. All the old love and longing for him welled up inside her and she ran over to him, knelt down beside him and began to cry her heart out. It was easy. No acting was necessary. A few minutes later, she got up and went to the phone. She knew the number of the police station and when the man at the other end answered, she cried to him, Quick, come quick, Patrick's dead. Who's speaking? Mrs. Melanie, Mrs. Patrick Melanie. You mean Patrick Melanie's dead? I think so, she sobbed. He is lying on the floor and I think he's dead. Be right over, the man said. The car came over quickly and when she opened the front door, two policemen walked in. She knew them both. She knew nearly all the men at that precinct and she fell right into Jack Noonan's arms, weeping hysterically. He put her gently into a chair then went over to join the other one who was called O'Malley, kneeling by the body. Is he dead? She cried. I'm afraid he is. What happened? Briefly, she told a story about going out of the grocer and coming back to find him on the floor. While she was talking, crying and talking, Noonan discovered a small patch of congealed blood on the dead man's head. He showed it to O'Malley, who got up at once and hurried to the phone. Soon, other men began to come into the house, first a doctor, then two detectives, one of whom she knew by name. Later, a police photographer arrived and took pictures, and a man who knew about fingerprints. There was a great deal of whispering and muttering beside the cops, and the detectives kept asking her a lot of questions, but they always treated her kindly. 
she told the story again this time right from the beginning when patrick had come in and she was sewing and he was tired so tired he had not wanted to go out for supper she told how she'd put the meat in the oven it's there now cooking and how she'd slipped out of the grocer for vegetables and came back to find him lying on the floor which grocer one of the detectives asked she told him and he returned and whispered something to the other detective who immediately went outside into the street in 15 minutes he was back with a page of notes and there was more whispering and through a sobbing she heard a few of the whispered phrases acted quite normal very cheerful wanted to give him a good supper peas cheesecake impossible that she after a while the photographer and the doctor departed and two other men came in and took the corpse away on a stretcher when the fingerprint man went away the two detectives remained and so did the two policemen they were exceptionally nice to her and jack noonan asked if she wouldn't rather go somewhere to her sister's house perhaps or to his own wife who would take care of her and put her up for the night no she said she didn't feel she could move even a yard at the moment would they mind awfully she stayed just where she was until she felt better she didn't feel too good at the moment she really did not then hadn't she better lie down in the bed jack noonan asked no she said she'd like to stay right where she was in this chair a little later perhaps when she felt better she would move